And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I am just so excited because I'm here with Eden. And Eden, the best part of this entire episode, I mean, there's going to be many like best parts. And I think there's a lot of shocking parts. But the best <laughs> is you were my first guest ever um, on the podcast. And I will always, always, always remember and like just owe you my entire career in the podcast community because you were the first guest. Isn't that so bizarre? That. Yes. I know. I, the oh shock and all. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so honored. No, so this is such a full circle moment for me. And I think that, you know, I, I've, I've thought about, you know, this kind of moment that I'm in. How am I going to talk about this? What's the next step? And there was only one person in my head, like, I could, I'm going to like probably cry this entire episode, but like one person in my head that kept popping up over and over of like, I need to call Eden. I need to call Eden. And maybe, maybe I talk about this. Maybe this is something she wants to talk about because both of us, you know, just as a little recap for anyone who hasn't listened to our episode before, which I highly recommend because it's really funny, is <laughs> Eden and I both share the diagnosis of bipolar disorder, specifically bipolar one, right? You're bipolar mm -hmm. one, I'm bipolar one. We found this out. We um, did a movie for Netflix called Stepsisters. We were dancers in a sorority and on day one of working together in the rehearsals for dance that that I had bipolar disorder and Eden was living with bipolar disorder because I had no way of getting my medication to Atlanta where we were filming. And this whole conversation kind of went down and Eden literally was my like 24 hour lifesaver. I do not recommend like sharing medication, but I think I had to take yeah. like one <laughs> of her pills because I was like, my doctor's not going to get it in time. I'm going to have a manic episode. <laughs> Well, what happened was I have, cause I'm so used to being like, I'm so used to, cause we are both clearly so open about right. our, our, just our mental health and our medications that we're right. on. And so I'm so like, you were like, oh yeah, I'm bipolar. And I was like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> and you were like, I was like, but I like, I started taking this mood stabilizer, right. um, like a few years ago and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And you were like, me too. And I've, I had never met another person never. who had taken the no. same. So I was like, what is it? And you were like, Lamictal. I was like, Lamictal. And then you were like, I was like, what's your dosage? And it was exactly, exactly. my dosage. It was exactly the so, same dosage. It was crazy. Just as you said, cannot condone, you know, sharing medications. No. However, in a pinch, if it's exactly in, a like pinch. in this one situation, <laughs> it happened. Okay, it's fast. Everyone's fine. Um, but no, it was such a moment um, for me because I, I still talk about that interaction that we had together ha to so many guests that have been on the show. I mean, like you are literally a point of reference on the show. I would be very curious how many times the name Eden Sher is mentioned because it is like a constant reminder of like, what would Eden do? It's kind of like your Jesus. I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah, we're having this moment. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> stop but it. But it's true because it's, I had never, you know, we had talked about being shamed our entire life for mental health in the sense from the business standpoint of not wanting to be labeled divas or difficult or like the drunks or this or that. And it's like, and which is 
first of all, unfair on its own for anyone to be labeled that. Secondly, though, you know, we were trying to be such goody two shoes, like, oh my God, don't, you know, don't step on this person, you know, don't do that. Like, oh my God, you never know, like you might get fired. And being able to be open and honest with someone who not only is in mental health, but is in the same business that can understand the highs and the lows. I had yeah. never, I had never felt that before. And there was like a sense of comfort. Yeah. It was a well, total sense. Totally. I feel like we just spend so much of our lives. Um, I get like shamed for being too much for like, take it, like be in control, like control your emotions. Oh, yes. this manic, this rage that you have, this like adult temper tantrum. Yep. This is like, you need to get this shit under control. It yep. is in your fucking control. Yeah. And like you said, like you can't have an outburst. I mean, and I wouldn't, like you can't have an outburst. It's not appropriate to have an outburst. <laughs> it's not appropriate, no. <laughs> yeah. But to just come to terms with, it's not, it's not in your control. There yep. is a chemical imbalance. Right. I've said it a million times. Would you shame someone for wearing glasses or taking, you right. know, blood pressure medication? Or having diabetes just, or having anything. Or, yeah. So it's just, it should not, it, it, like, now I feel like we're in this moment of, like, really being, um, like, everyone be, being more upfront and, like, accepting of their own mental health issues. But, like, right. a few, even just a few, a couple, like, I feel like a year ago, two years ago, mm. when we were starting, it was not, this was not the conversation. No. It was, a, it was really stigmatized. It was really, especially for girls, especially, especially. for girls, their emotions mm -hmm. just being too much. And it's, I'm, yeah, it was, it was really, a but it is so true because even when we did our first episode, which was about two and a half years ago, probably, or maybe three, oh God, three, I don't know. Anyways, I'm bad with math. We have a, with two this. lost years at with this point. This. So. I've lost years, so we're not going to count those. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> when we did that, you know, there were a few mental health podcasts here and there, but not really. And, and they were really good. The ones that were out were phenomenal. And I'm yeah. not hating on the fact that there are more because the more the merrier, but what I did notice, and I speak about it a lot with kind of the professionals who are in the mental health space, like less experience based, but more like this is their job, you know, fully functioning humans like who are not mm -hmm. like us, um, yeah. who are like auditioning, you know, <laughs> those kinds of those kinds of humans. Um, and they say that there's so many mental health podcasts out there that are giving out, you know, misinformation or are just doing it because it's a hot topic, right? You know, they talk about euphoria and how they they, you know, tackle mental health and mental illness and, and drugs and youth and suicide and all of these like hot topics which is amazing, but some people just jump on that because they're like, oh, we see that, you know, uh, A, B, and C advertisers give more money to those people than they would to someone that had a Real Housewife podcast, for instance. You know, right. so I think that it's kind of this like, you know, weird, weird area of trying to just from my point of view, make as much noise as you possibly can in a way of, of bringing the facts and bringing, you know, the, the real truthful information and the support that we need to know that as silly as it sounds, you are not alone. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that that message can come across like any further. So I'm just... It's just, this is such a full circle moment. And I yeah. can't, I'm like so confused. I'm like, how does one even do this? But the real reason why Eden is here is because Eden has been like kind of my, you know, fairy godmother in the sense where um, 
Eden went through this incredible pregnancy that we're going to talk about. And now I currently am going through my own pregnancy that I'm talking about. Yay. Like, Yay! I'm bipolar and pregnant. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think yes. should be the like title to my next song. Like I want to come out with like a rave song. That's like, I'm bipolar and pregnant. Like here I am. Uh-huh. You know? I'm in the club. I'm bipolar the- and pregnant. Yes. Well, I mean, but it's so, it, it literally, like I, I said earlier, I'm going to probably cry a hundred times because I've, I've know my. you know, I've, I've never felt so, um, and it's, and it's been hard for me to even express it. And it's, and it's so nice for me to be able to talk about it in the podcast. Cause I've been hiding this for so long yes. and there's like really such a thing as mom brain where you forget mid sentence, what you're saying. And I've been having a oh. podcast trying to interview people and then I feel stupid and I'm like, oh my God, the listeners are going to like be like, why is she forgetting questions all the time? Why is she saying the same adjective over and over again? And oh, so Alessandra. being able to be here right now, Eden, I, can you just tell me everything about the pregnancy, about the journey, about, you know, even this, this the simplicity of did you talk about getting off your medication before? Because these were all things I had spoken about with you, even I think before the pregnancy where we had talked about yeah. our worries and our fears and like, are we going to be good moms? Is this an even, uh, is this even an option? Yeah. Yes, totally. I remember literally we talked about it on Stepsisters. We were like, yeah. it's so far off, but <laughs> what? <laughs> but like, oh my God, like, are we going to have to go off it when we get pregnant? And we're like, oh, we'll, so that we'll talk like, about that later. Like, we'll cross that bridge. <laughs> well, um, here we are. We crossed the bridge. <laughs> We are on that fucking bridge. We are, we are, it is, we are Listen, mid, mid, mid stride. I feel like the troll that's living under the bridge right now. I have to be very honest. Like, that's how I feel. I, you know what? That's a really good, that's, I was trying to figure out some analogy, some like, some silly, like, I'm not quite on the bridge. Like, I'm under that bridge yeah, yeah, and I yeah, guess yeah. I'm getting through it. I'm a troll. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we have, we, I feel like we had different, um, uh, different experiences or like, cause I know I we had say, different story. We had different, different. We were told different things. We were told different things. You were Basically, told medicine I, was okay. And I was told it wasn't. And that was, that's yeah. something that also is so confusing. You know, you're just like, what? Well, because they don't have any, everything will say on the internet. Like, uh, we don't have, there are no studies done. Right. People refuse. I understand it to some degree. Sure. But people refuse to do studies on pregnant people. Sure. Yeah. They just don't exist. Yep. So what it'll say is like, there's no evidence to support that it causes birth defects. There's no evidence to support that right. it doesn't. Right. Right. And there are like, there are anecdotal, there, 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 there's anecdotal evidence for mm-hmm. it causing no, uh, you know, birth defects, but nobody wants to take a chance on a pregnant person. Right. So I think a lot of people, maybe some doctors are extra cautious, but mm-hmm. I, I talked to my psychiatrist at length when I was, when we first started trying, um, I, t- cause I was like, when we started trying, should I go off of it? And right. she was like, no, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Right. Interesting. Um, I talked, and then I got pregnant. I talked to my OB and then I talked to my MFM and I don't know if you have an What's MFM. What's an MFM? A maternal fetal medicine specialist. Oh, it's only for okay. high risk pregnancies. Okay. 
Um, if you are a low risk pregnancy, if you have a singleton, I had twins. Yay! Two babies. Yes. <laughs> two, two for the price of. I was saying to Nick, I was saying to my husband the other day, like it did two. People was like two for the price of one, and then you have twins, and it's like no, it's fucking two for the price of four. <laughs> It, it is so bananas. It is two humans is so expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. That's what I'm like. Oh my god! I spend four, like five hours a day nursing, four hours a day pumping, and I still spend two hundred dollars a month on formula. And you're just like, how? 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 And how but I must say, like your boobs look fabulous. They they oh, really are just you. looking yeah, great. Wanna, they're so huge. They're so big all the time. Um, but okay. So no, I had this medication journey where I was like, there, cause there were other medications that I was on right. and my psychiatrist was like risk assessment. My, I was on this acne medication. Yeah. Which is very dangerous. They say. So, so risk assessment, um, do I want clear skin or do I want a like 95% chance of birth defects proven? Right. Right. I think I'm going to go off my acne medication. I think we're okay for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. And I will say my skin got real bad, but guess what? I don't care. Who cares? Like, I just, I stopped giving a shit. Yeah, it's because um, you were, because it's true. It's about what's the risk assessment, you know? And I think that that's something that is so, um, it's so important for people to hear that, that it's okay, you know, if you're staying on your medication, if that's going to save your life and the children's yeah. lives, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And so- my so when I talked about Lamictal, I was very nervous. I was very mm. nervous, and I was like, "Is so like, do am I going to have to go off of it?" And she really, she assured me. My psychiatrist first and foremost assured me that it is. It's so. There's so there are no cases of birth defects, and I think we're in um, a special category of medication because it's also prescribed to people with epilepsy. Exactly. That's and what I was going to say. So, it's the seizures. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like they have to make it some level of mm -hmm. safe because it's really dangerous for women or for people to um, be seizing while mm. pregnant. Right. Right. So it's like really important for people with epilepsy to right. be able to be on this medication. Right. Of course, people don't give a shit about mental health, but. No, of course <laughs> you know, not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my psychiatrist was like, look, if you're going to be, it's, yeah, it's more important for you to be like, you matter. You matter. Right. And yes. it's, it's, it's not, it will cause stress to the babies, to the babies. Um, yeah. if you are having several manic episodes, if you are in distress all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, so, and my OB said, oh yeah, that's fine. And yeah, the MFM was like, it's fine. Now, so did your I've, OB know about Lamictal? Yes. Right. Right. So they were familiar yeah. because my doctor knew my OB does know about Lamictal and, and, and said that he was actually shocked that, you know, the other specialists that I had talked to told me to get off it, but he was, you know, very clear. And he's been such a wonderful person on this journey. Cause he's let me be my woo woo weirdo self, but also being right. like, that's funny that you want to like do that, but like, let's be realistic, you know? <laughs> so it's right. like, he's like a perfect little, like little man. No, he's not a little man. He's a perfect <laughs> middleman for me because he said you know but we need to watch and he you know he said to Sturgis he said and Sturgis I need you to be my eyes too because a yes. lot of pregnant women are so you know 
fearful of, um, you know, being on medication because it may hurt the baby, but, and willing to risk their own sanity, you know, and their own health because it's not going to affect the baby. But he said, guess what? Like your sanity, your health does affect the baby. You know, so you have to make sure like as if you're on an airplane and it's going down, you know, put your mask on first before you help the person next to you, you know, so it's so it's interesting how everyone is so, you know, so different and yet so similar. So anyway, so please go on. I love I love this. I love this. Yes. And I will say I did actually lower my dosage, but that was actually that was not per my psychiatrist's um, advice. Mm -hmm. I just got really i got so like paranoid about it yeah yeah i got paranoid so i was like i'm just gonna lower it myself i did not um what's it called titrate down I, yeah like wean off like so like the way that i yeah. did it is i went off 25 milligrams i went down 25 milligrams every two weeks and i assessed yes. like to see like how's this session going today we're going good um we weren't going good one time and then we were going great again so it but yeah. it took like about you know four months for me to fully get off Yes, that's normal. Didn't, didn't I you. was just like, <laughs> oh no, I was an idiot. Again, I do not recommend this. Always follow doctor's yeah, always orders. Always follow doctor's orders. We are just here talking about our experiences. <laughs> I, I was just like, I got to stop. And I was like, this will be fine. I'm just going to half my dose. Right. I went from 300 to 150 wow. overnight. Wow. And it was, no, it, it was horrible. It was the worst, worst decision. There's a reason why yeah. people go off it the way that you did. Right. Um, and go up. Like that's, that's the way to do it. And it was a really, really difficult. How far along were you at this point, you know, in your pregnancy? I found out I was pregnant so early. Uh I like, I had just missed my period and I was like, because I was using this app and I have issues ovulating. I have like really specific, like I got pregnant in February. I didn't have, my last period was October of the last year. Wow. Wow. So I was, you know, taking my temperature every day and just to like, I don't like to see when I was going to ovulate. Yeah. And I, I, it was, I, we were, we were going at it because I was like, I don't know. It's just not like, it's not a normal thing where I'm like, okay, I'm ovulating these three days. Let's have yeah. sex three times a Let's day. Do Let's do it. Let's do it. We were like, I was like, I don't know how long this is going to take us. Yeah. I was really sure that it was going to take us a year at least. Well, that's what and- they say. <laughs> They do. Yeah. They say that. Yeah. Yes. And so we pretty much, we had sex like every day for like two months or something. Right. Right. <laughs> Which was honestly a job. It like. I was about I to say, my- that's what I hear from people that, 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 you know, who have been trying for a long time and, and, you know, like talking to family and stuff too. It's, it becomes like a job because you're like, you hear from one person. No, no, no. The first two weeks that you, you know, you know, you're going to be ovulating around that time to it every other day at the afternoon and drink a water afterwards and then lay upside down. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like how, yeah. you know, and then people just like, pop one up and they're like it's there yeah. you know <laughs> like i'm pregnant it you know like, it's people it's, it's a world. so much like so much meaning to things that worked for them and they have no idea if the line no. upside down did it or just the sex did it maybe yes. the sex did the yes. intercourse did it or maybe that was <laughs> the time you know the aliens wanted the universe to like have that creature like put on this earth i don't yeah. know you know <laughs> yeah oh um, my so- god so then my little app was like, if you don't get your period on this day, um, take a pregnancy test. And I will say before that, 
I had one time because my period's always late. They had been like, if you they the yeah. you know the right. the app was like, the if app. you don't get your period on this day, yeah, take a test. And I did, and it was negative. And I was like, it's because my period's late. It just is always is. Whatever. Isn't it also so weird time, though on a side note that you're calling it like they like because really. It's an artificial intelligence that's telling you whether or not you're pregnant. You have a full-blown relationship with artificial intelligence. I just want you to know that. Just, rem- just remind, remember that. Oh, I have no no uh, misunderstanding about our relationship to technology. It is so crazy. Like, they know no. you're pregnant before anyone else does. They literally did, though. Is it take a test and I took a test and it was I got like a 20 pack of like these cheapo tests and the line was really unclear but I was like wait there's a line this must be a mistake so I took another one (gasps) and there was also a little line and I texted my friends and I was like does this look like it's kind of faded does this look like a line and they were like yeah they were like go get a test now like go go to see it was like 10 p.m on a Sunday and they were like you need to drive to CVS this second get like a bunch of expensive tests and see and what's happening I was like I'll go tomorrow and they were like are you fucking are you out of your mind right go right right, now right so I did I got three other tests spent like a hundred dollars on these bullshit tests but I got the ones that say like yes or or not pregnant that's the one that I got because I'm that stupid proof I needed that (laughs) no no me too that's exactly I needed exactly yeah I took three other ones they all came back positive wow and I was like oh okay and so my app had said like here's when we predicted you ovulated if you took a positive test here's when or here's when you conceived and it was like three weeks so it was like wow. I was three weeks pregnant wow yeah so I um so then when I called my OB I was like I need I'm pregnant I want to come yeah. in when I got my first ultrasound she was like you're about five and a half weeks pregnant wow and that's why she was like and she was like it's just one it's one baby we can tell now you're five weeks pregnant it's Wait, one so they can tell that or that obviously they told wrong right because yes right but they can really tell five and a half weeks if it's twins or not no they can't is the oh, they, oh they, so we're learning see this <laughs> is the blonde okay i because i'm like yeah. i'm really confused like they can't okay so anyway so you had well, one if one <laughs> Yes. Well, here's the thing. If it's fraternal, I think they can. They absolutely gotcha, can. Gotcha. Because they are right. in separate, 100%. They have two separate placentas, separate amniotic sacs, separate everything. So they'd be able to tell. Right. These babies did not. They shared. No, they shared a lot. They had a they co-op. Were very like... high risk. Yeah, they had a, <laughs> yes. They, were, they weren't sharing an apartment. They were sharing a bedroom. They were sharing a bed. They were sharing a studio apartment in, in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. No, in the West Village. In the West Village. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, the toilet was in the fridge. <laughs> oh my God, um, I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. So I got my five week and she was like, it's just one. We were like, oh, great. We figured because like, how would it be otherwise? Right. Of and course. Then I went back for my eight week ultrasound yeah. and I had this weird feeling of just like, I'm so scared. Like, I think. I'm going to get the scan and she's going to be like, like something's weird. Something weird is inside of me. I'm also so sick. I was like, so, so, so yeah, I could not eat anything. Eventually I actually had to go on medication for it. Um, but I didn't have like hyperemis gravid, Uh gravidarum or something, but like clinical morning sickness, Right, right. but it was really bad. And I had read that like having that, being that sick is actually a good sign. It means that you like a really strong pregnancy Uh and 
I realized I learned later, it's way more common. It's like when you have twins, you have mm. double the hormones. So like, it's way more likely that you're going to have oh, really boy. nausea. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Did you so ever I feel went- like, not even like psychically, but there's this, this like weird thing of like feeling like you're so connected to your body. Did you ever feel like I think that there's twins like, or you think that your feeling of like something's different was your like intuition telling you like there's two in there. Like maybe I'm rewriting history. Maybe I really was just right. being paranoid and neurotic and thought right. like something was wrong, but yes, in right. retrospect, like I knew something was happening. Something mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. And I will say the second, so I, so I got, I went there with my scan and I was like, please have a, a heartbeat. I have yeah. a, Oh, yeah. which I will say, I don't like the heartbeat thing because it's not actually, people ascribe a lot of like yeah. humanness to yeah. a fetus that little. Right. It's not a heartbeat. It is like an electromagnetic pulse. Right. right. I just want to be clear about. No, I am like, I'm when totally, yes. No, absolutely. Um, but there is yeah. something weird like knowing that there is something growing inside of you. A hundred percent. And I was like, please still be growing. Please still be growing. And, and also it's growing. that I, I think that you and I are very similar of this. Like we're very cautious people. We're very like methodical and like we may be like super scatterbrained, but we do like organization and we do like things set up like way ahead of time. And I think yes. that we're overthinkers and, you know, I I felt the exact same way of you did of like, I was just praying so hard, like harder than I'd ever prayed in my life because I was just yeah. like, I really don't know if I emotionally am. And, and look, I'm not through it. So I, I knock on wood always, but I'm like, I don't know if I have the emotional strength um, to go through something of like losing a child or a miscarriage or a false pregnancy yeah. at the time. Like there were so many things that were, were going through my mind that I'm sure were going through yours of like, you spin, right? Especially I think being, being, you know, with the bipolar disorder, it's, it's a constant spin out always, you know, you take one little tiny situation, which should be exciting for most people. And you like create the worst possible situation from it. And you're like, this is the scenario. And this is what we're going to have to live with. And everyone's like, how did you even come to this conclusion? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, exactly. We are, we are born catastrophizers. Yes. 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 (laughs) Um, but so I went and I, that's when I knew I was like, she did the scan. She like, you know, did the, 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 it was like transvaginal surgery, like Uh went up in there. Yeah. And that's when I like saw her face and it looked Mm. concerned. (gasps) And in that moment, I somehow, I knew I had not lost the baby, but I knew something was different. Right. And I even, I was like, oh my God, there's another baby. That's when I, I swear to God, I knew. Wow. I was like, there's, what is her face? And she gasped. No, oh and my then, God, because that's reassuring. Yes. Thanks, lady. I know. <laughs> but again, I somehow energetically, I got that it wasn't necessarily, I was, it wasn't right. like negative. Right, right. And she, she, so she gasped and she was like, Nick, come over here, come <gasps> over here. And, and she was like, are you, okay, look at the screen. And she tried to turn the screen for me. She was like, can you see, can you both see the screen? And cause she, oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. What she did was she went, and then she looked me dead in the eye and went like this. It's a podcast you can't hear. She put up like a peace sign, put up a two. And you, and like, see, if I were in your situation, I'd be like, oh, peace and love. Yeah, no, I get it. No, but really. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, well, okay, so it's good. We're past fine. We're, We're good. Fine with Yay. And I, that's, I was like, oh my God, there's fucking two. And she right. was like, Nick, can you see the screen? And she's like, can you see the screen? She was like, you see right there, that's your baby. <gasps> and then she like moved it through my vagina and then was like, that right there is also your baby. Oh, and I was did like, Nick faint? I think like Sturgis would have fainted. I, I could, I, you could, his face turned, he, like he's pale. Yeah. But he turned like gray. Right, right. And <laughs> he it was like. Translucent. Pardonnez-moi. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and because especially, because we were like, but you just said it was one. But like three right, weeks ago, you, were you said so it was one. Right. And the thing about identical twins is that it's the zygote splits at various times. Right. It can split really early. It can split pretty early, which was my case. Uh -huh. I'm lucky that it didn't split at like 10 weeks because that's when you get that's so many issues. Wow. Yeah. But this was, um, they were, they're mono dye, which means what that they're that mono, mean? mono, what is, sorry, mono, why can't I remember? But it's dye amniotic. They had their own amniotic sacs, but they okay. shared a placenta. Oh my gosh. Um, and again, like, cause we were like, well, twins don't run in my family. Twins don't run in his family. I wasn't on any like fertility treatment. Like how did this happen? And she was like, actually identical twins are a complete fluke. They can happen to literally anyone. They have nothing to do with hereditary. Scientists don't even really know why it happens. It just does. It just happens. I, you know, that's always the most reassuring thing to me when, when people say to me, especially with my mental health, because of this pregnancy thing is new to me, but um, you know, and they're like, oh my God, scientists have no idea why that this happens and it's like they don't okay good i'm glad yeah. that i'm just as sophisticated as the scientists like yeah. on what's going on in the brain right now so awesome yeah. i feel really safe and secure right now thank you so much but it's well, wild it does kind of make you a little bit more uh, it, like it just made me relinquish even more control right just like oh they don't obviously i shouldn't scientists know like how it no, happens, exactly. there's no right. reason for it. Yeah. Right, but it's kind for of like just the really fluke of the universe of, of how it's it happens. Just a, it's just, a, I guess, an evolutionary thing of like, let's make more. But yeah. it's literally like the zygote, what happens like the cells, you know, like as it grows, it grows, like it splits into like, let me grow organs, let me right. grow limbs, let me grow this. And with identical twins, and stop me if you've heard this. No, I, ha I don't um, know anything about identical twins. I know so fucking much about twins. It's crazy. Like I and I know about fraternal yeah. twins and I always thought I was going to have twins. That was always instinctually what I I truly believed in my heart of hearts and and twins were in my father's side of the family. So they always thought for sure I'd have twins. Um so oh, when you have I have another one you you really might. Yeah, and when I when there was, you know, one baby in my ultrasound, I was like can you try again? I literally asked them to check again because I was like, I just felt this like feeling of there had to be two. And Sturgis was crazy. like, Alessandra, like stop pushing them. And I was like, no, because I'm yeah. telling you like my whole life, I've always felt this like, you know, it's so, it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's so, it is crazy how things happen. So, so, so just to finish up the explanation, what happens is yeah. the zygote instead of or like in addition to like i'm gonna build legs i'll build a heart i'll build a stomach it's also like i'll build another person i mean it's it just, just it's just it's it's yeah. aliens they're aliens that are like living inside of us it's i'm wild. sorry there are like that doesn't it's exist it's crazy. so bizarre it is. <laughs>
And yeah. when you were this far um, along, so, did you yeah. feel um, at 10 weeks where you had, had you already started to go down on your dosage of your bipolar medication or so you had already yes. made that jump? Yes. Sorry. So I actually, I totally interrupted myself when I was saying I found out I was pregnant really early. It was like, that I immediately went down. So it was right. like at three weeks, I was just like, I need to go down without right. talking to my psychiatrist, without consulting anyone. Again, not anything I advise. Right. These are no, not, like no. I'm not saying, yeah. Totally. Um, but I just did it in an impulse, impulsive uh, move. Yeah. Um, but so, so at that moment, I was like, that's when she was like, she just, exp- I like, I felt so overwhelmed. Mm. But, I, you know, actually, I think I was, because I had to be, I was not as overwhelmed as, definitely not as overwhelmed as Nick. Nick had like a full on emotional, I don't want to say breakdown, but like, I was like, experience. okay, there's two, okay, there's two. Right. let's do it, we're going to do it. And he had this experience of like, as soon as we left, like he was pretty silent and then we left and we were driving home and we just suddenly noticed like all of these parents with just one baby. <laughs> And we were like, oh my and God. Like, I'm and sure we- it was like tunnel vision for him where he was like, everyone that with one kid, he would like just zoom in on it. It was like that zoom in moment of like, oh my God. Oh my, it like like straight out of a, a Judd Apatow comedy almost, you know? I mean, it's totally. pure comedy at this point. I can only imagine. Just like tight, tight, fast cuts. Maybe yeah. like a push in on right. each, you know, right. like Edgar Wright right. style, honestly. Right. Like just counting um. <laughs> them all and being like, yeah. one, 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 yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when then we just like immediately jumped into like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Let's just, we're going to, this is how we're, let's do this. Um, And this, this, I think the scariest part was, so throughout the pregnant, I suddenly I started reading all these books and like we're trying to listen to all these podcasts. Right. And the biggest thing, when I look in retrospect, the biggest thing that I feel like I didn't do was everyone said, everyone said like you have to gain weight. It's way more important in twin pregnancies to gain mm. a lot of weight, especially if you. I think I maybe started underweight and I didn't realize it. Mm. You really, really, really have to be eating so much. And I think because for the first like honestly 18 weeks like well into my second trimester I just like it was so difficult for me to eat um that I just I wish I had done so I'm actually gonna jump to my like experience because yeah I'm sort of all over the place but I I, I was just about to get into this place of regret and this doesn't sort of come into play until so uh, until much later in the pregnancy And so I, I have not talked about this like publicly at all. So right. this is like the first time I'm talking about it because I, I posted, you know, on Instagram, like once they were home, I posted like right. family or whatever. Right. And, um, but I, I delivered at 28 weeks. Right. Which was it, and, shocking. And it was horrible. It was shock. It was, it was, you know, it was not quite shocking because I had been in the hospital for, Right. Um, a couple weeks before then, and also at like 23 weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said this off air, but like, um, or maybe it was at the beginning. Uh, right. I, my MFM was like, you, um, your cervix is super short. Right. It's starting right. to shorten. Right. 
we can't give you a cerclage. We can't like, they could surgically like try to tie it back uh-huh. up. But right. he was like, if we do that, your water will break. <laughs> like you're too far along. And it's it's crazy because I didn't like, you just don't realize how how much more like I when you when I saw you a few weeks ago and you were like <laughs> I'm 19 weeks pregnant I was like you barely look like you had had like a you big were lunch like, excuse me I don't understand like that like that's how I've been able to hide it you know because I've just yeah. been you know it's just been quiet yeah but I think that's much more normal because I remember when I went to this wedding and I was 23 weeks pregnant and I saw my friend was like, oh my God, my other friend is also 23 weeks pregnant. And I looked at her and I could, I was like, which one? I can't find her. <laughs> because Wait, I but like, you're not alone in the comparison thing because I actually am coming from the opposite end of it where I am eating. I feel like I've always eaten like a pregnant person. I never had weird cravings, like none of this. Like I've always yeah. eaten my burrito from Piquito Moss every single day. Like there are some, right. my pasta, like there are certain things that I've like consistently eaten. Like things have not changed. In fact, they've just doubled. And I've been like forced to same sort of thing of you, different because it's twins and it's a singular, but, but forced to just constantly be eating, right? And putting on the weight and gaining the weight. Yeah. But I compare myself to people all the time time and I'll call like one of my friends and be like I don't understand like this person is literally the same due date as me and she is twice the size of me like what am I doing wrong and I almost feel shameful and that was a reason why I also never came out with it because I was like people wouldn't even believe it you know and then I didn't want to be shamed for I knew someone that would shame someone for you know oh they must be starving their baby they're not feeding them enough because they're not getting weight and I'm like I'm not about to let you know that I'm having a baby like no no no. I mean fuck that everyone carries differently exactly that's ridiculous um but when it's twins you really carry differently you really carry differently yeah. I literally, I looked, people were like, when are you due? And I'm like, not for another four months. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're like, um, yeah, uh, about that. Uh. Yeah. Um, but so I, at that point, my MFM was like, and my OB, everyone was like, okay, you can't, that's when like here you're getting put on extreme activity restriction. We're not right. going to put you on total bed rest, but like, um, you can't exercise, no sex, no. Um, and I was, I'm a big exerciser. I was doing a lot of like prenatal Pilates and I was like, oh, okay. Even like gentle. And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So just like, just like walks around the block. He was like, no. He was like, no. sit in bed lady. <laughs> yes. He was like, sit and read. That's it. Be sitting as much as possible. And I feel like I tried to, you know, abide by those rules. Right. Um, but it was a really, I think uh, like my, this is just like relating to mental health. It was such, you like, you think you know guilt and you think you know like what mom guilt is going to feel like. Right. But it sort of felt like this, um, it felt, you know, that scene in Mean Girls when she's, when, when, when Katie is like, uh, she like sees the plastics for at home for the at that the, her house for the yes. first time. Yes. And she's like, I always thought there was just fat and skinny, but apparently there are a whole there are a ton of ways to hate yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. This was like I always assumed it was like 
oh, you can, you feel guilty. I'm sure like, you know, the classic mom thing of like, oh, I feel guilty when I'm away from my kids. Yeah. Like I'm going to feel guilt if I want to work or have an identity outside of them. Yep. And then I delivered then i was pregnant and then i delivered and it was like oh no guilt comes in all shapes and sizes Ooh, lovely oh yeah it is so just like i'm doing everything wrong all the time right that's that's what's happening now and do you think that so, that's also because of the bipolar disorder or do you think that that's mom like i guess that's my confusion of i i you know you always hear even in the movies right i i always i always think of this of the movie knocked up the the seth rogan movie and katherine heigl and always how like she was hormonal and he was like oh my god it's because she's pregnant and she's crying at the drop of a hat because you know like the hormones and everything it's always or father of the bride part two like it's the same sort of thing right but yeah. for me I, and, and and I wonder if it was the same for you in, in the guilt aspect, because I'm not at that point of, you know, my life yet in this journey of being so overly emotional and, and depressed and anxiety and almost the feeling that I felt when I was pre-diagnosed bipolar. I'm not even talking about medication. I'm talking just like the unknown of what is wrong with me. And so that's why yeah. I wonder, like, is that all stemmed into just pregnancy? Is it a mixture? Like, have you been able to identify maybe a difference? Yes, it's definitely different. I will say, I think a lot of it really was, like maybe I was at a disadvantage because right. of my already chemical imbalance. Right. But I, no, it was very different feeling pregnant. And yes, just crying all the time. And mm. just, yes, being hyper, like, Yes, the hormones are very real. And yeah. even when you know it's because of the hormones, it is, it's impossible to distinguish. And it's right. really, um, and especially when you have a really high, if you have a high risk pregnancy. or difficult pregnancy, yeah. there's just no separating. It's like, well, it's I don't trauma. know. I think I, you're, it's, you're having it's trauma. It's a trauma. Yeah. Um, the whole thing was really traumatic. Yeah. Um, but so, so to your, to your point from a while ago, like, was it a shock? It's like, he told me at, you know, I think 20, I think I said it was 23 weeks when he was like, your cervix is shortening. Um, I, at that point I was going in once a week because he was like, we need to check on your cervix. And the next time, next week when I went in, my OB was like, uh, you, if you're we'll go back to the MFM, yeah. if your cervix is the same, great. We're just going to, we'll see you in two weeks. If your cervix is shorter, um, let's just cross that bridge. Right. Uh, and I went back and it was, it was yeah. like half a centimeter. Yeah. And he was like, okay, at this point, there's a 50% chance you will uh, deliver before 28 weeks. <laughs> and that was like, did you just so, sink in your skin? Just I just sunk. I yeah. just like and I I'm like and I can't believe I'm like crying about it. Still, it's six months out. Yeah, but it was so. I was like, what am I doing? What did what I do wrong? wrong? Right? No. And what did I no, do? No, that's how. That's exactly the same feeling that I felt is 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 not with the obviously I haven't delivered or anything yet, but but with you know 
I eat right. I'm trying to, you know, be light on exercise and all this stuff. And, and, you know, certain complications have come up with, with me and, and you're just like, but what am I, what did I do wrong in the steps? Like, what are the steps? Because I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people, you know, my whole well, life, perfect, pre- yeah. perfect pregnancies. And I know those bitches yeah. are drinking. Okay. I know they're yeah. not having a good time. <laughs> I know they're doing these things. What did, what yeah. did I do? And, and I think that that comes back to also the, what did I do wrong? I, I, I will speak for me. I will not speak for you, but I'm going to say this as bi- living with bipolar disorder and what my biggest problem this entire pregnancy has been is I've always felt like, what did I do wrong that I was born with this chemical imbalance? Like, totally. right, because it affects your relationships. It affen- affects your friendships. It affects family. And so you always feel like, what did I do wrong? Like, did I do something wrong in a past life? Because obviously I didn't do anything wrong as a baby, you know, and I was right, born right, with right. this. So like, what? <laughs> What, what 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 were the steps that I did completely wrong? What what did I miss? Totally. You know, and so I can't imagine what that trauma would in, would instill in you and, and just bring old shit back up because it just it's yes. inevitable to happen. Totally, it was really it was it was like just triggering everything. It was yeah. like these old neurons just firing like oh right. yeah like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it's all your fault it's all your yeah, fault yeah right and of course I can say intellectually now Nothing. especially your um, fault that nothing yeah yeah however i clearly if i'm crying right now there's still some you know little there's some little um squiggles yeah but so yeah it was like 24 weeks and he was like what we can do is put a passerie in Uh basically it's just this like big plastic thing that they just like shove up your vagina sexy like yeah it was so sexy yeah (laughs) um it kind of looked like a like diva a stretched out diva cup without the like amazing without the in wow wow (laughs) which was basically it literally was just like this thing to be like stay in yeah stay yeah stay don't move um yeah so i had that in and then he like put me on even more again it wasn't full bed rest but it was basically it was was basically right right it was basically like just don't move yeah um and then I was okay for thank god it was like every week i was pregnant i was just like thank fucking god i'm pregnant so like 24 weeks went and like 25 and 26 and then it was about 27 weeks when i and i've been having a lot of braxton hicks contractions Uh uh um you will eventually experience this probably i have a friend that experienced this quite a lot it's it's just contractions where you're constantly feeling like you're in labor right like Yes. Yeah. There is, it's like, you have to look up constantly, like what's the difference between Braxton Hicks and labor, right, like, right. true labor contraction. Right. Um, I was just always on the internet, but I, so I'd been having a lot of those. And then at, yeah, about 27 weeks, I, um, I was having major contractions. Mm-hmm. I was having contractions and Nick was like, I like, couldn't get off the couch. My back wow. was aching and I, and Nick was just like apparently secretly just like timing them. <gasps> wow. Like timing them out. What a good dad. After, I know. What a good, what a good, <sighs> good, good husband, good dad. He is the best dad. Um, he was timing them. And after like, I think like 40 minutes or something, he was like, um, you're having them every, it's every 10 minutes. And I was like, it's Braxton Hicks. It's fine. Yeah. And he was like, you're in so much pain. I think yeah. we should call your OB. I think we should go to the emergency room. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not these babies are staying in we we have to you have to if they're staying in so yeah, we're staying home. right and it was like again like 8 p.m on a saturday 
And so I was like, I'm not calling my OB and I'm not doing the emergency line. And he was like, you have to now. So I did. And luckily, thank God she was the, cause I die for her. Um, she was the, the on-call OB doctor. On call. Wow. Oh, thank God. And she was like, she heard me and she was like, you are, I think, are you crying? Am I correct in saying yeah. you're crying? And I was like, yeah. She was like, you're in that much pain. You need to come to the hospital right now. Oh, yeah. So I went there and they were like, you are in fact having contractions every four to five minutes. Um, you're, we'll keep you here for like two days, a day or two for monitoring. Yeah. Um, but it should be fine, but let's just get your, you know, like get your contractions under control. My water hadn't broken, nothing it, like it was fine. Um, and so I stayed the night. We had to call my mom, be like, you have to pick up the dogs. Sorry, <laughs> like, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like it's fine, but just, it's early. And, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, and I, th so the next day I'm ex again, expecting like, okay, I, you know, I'm going to go home today. Thank God I'll be on probably bad rest. It'll be fine. And my MFM came in and gave me a little scan and was like, so you know how we said your cervix was about half a centimeter. Um, we can't even find your cervix now. It's wow. Just, it disappeared. Um, so he was like, so. Your cervix was Houdini. Houdini'd. <laughs> and he was like, so get comfortable. You are not leaving here until babies come. Wow. So, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> so it was just like, I at that point I was like, and at okay, that point, were you, you ready in your house, like physically for children to be home? Not we're even close. still not ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our nursery still has so much fucking shit everywhere yeah. because of, yes, no, we were not even close to being ready. I mean, we thought we had right. three more months. I know. I mean, I, literally like, yes, I cannot imagine because yeah. you were still planning on having a baby shower. So you didn't even have yes. a baby shower yes. yet. <laughs> like, what's wild. What I was like, at that point, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm going to deliver, I think, before even the baby shower is supposed to happen. Right. And Nick and I were joking about it, but we didn't realize it was going to happen. It yeah. happened two weeks before it was right. supposed to happen. Right. So at that point, I'm just like a big milestone for preemies is 28 weeks. Yeah. And so I was like, just get to 28 weeks. Please get to 28 weeks. Get to 28 weeks. And then I, I got to 28 weeks. Exactly. And I was like, great. And I should – I should mention, I'm not allowed to leave my bed. Like, I'm not, not allowed to leave the hospital. I literally can't leave my bed. Right. I'm allowed to go to the bathroom and, and back. that's it. But I'm connected to an IV the whole time. It's, that's it. Thank God my room had a window. Right, right. I got to 28 weeks and I was like, okay, the next step, I'm getting to 29 weeks. I'm getting to 30 weeks. Yeah. I'm going to get to 30 weeks. Yep. And 28 and three days, mm -hmm. I start having – I've been having contractions the whole time and you're like hooked up to this machine, like two different things to be like, is baby A's heartbeat? Where's baby E, B's heartbeat? And then how are your contractions doing? And at some point was there kind of like, I know for me, my mind loves to play tricks and games on it. Like, is there any point where you almost like tricked your mind in, or your mind like tricked you into believing like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to actually not have to stay here. And they're going to be like, it's a miracle, Eden. Like, your babies are great. They're get, go home, like go work out. Like at any point, yes. did you create this like <laughs> false narrative in your head? Like, oh, no, no, I'm going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. 100%. <laughs> eh, 
for the first four days. Right. And then, and I then was you like, were like, oh, shit, oh, no, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I like couldn't shower for a few right. days, I was like, oh, maybe this is my life forever. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never going to care. Yeah. Um, but I, so at a certain point, I was just, so, and they, I will say, like, what they do is, and thank God this happened, um, when they're like, okay, you're a super risk of giving birth prematurely, you, take you get these steroid shots uh-huh. to expedite the baby's like lung growth right. oh interesting okay uh, lungs are yes they're like the last thing to right. really develop and then when it got even worse they were like okay we're gonna put you on a magnesium drip to try to like protect their brains and both of those things are horrible <laughs> they're horrible painful. yeah <laughs> the steroid shots are so painful it's fine not as painful as contractions right um and and uh and yeah, and, and the magnesium drip was just some of the worst. It was just the worst experience. It wasn't like really pain, but it was it was like a drug trip without the fun drug trip part. Right, right, right. It was right. just like I over, it was heated. I was fatigued. I was like, it was really, really, it was a miserable time. Now, during so, any of this point, it, even like way from the beginning, was there ever fear for you since, you know, we do know that, you know, bipolar disorder is genetics as well as like can be triggered, you know, from trauma and stuff like this. Was there any point of you doing kind of everything you can to ask all the questions with the doctor? Like, is this going to affect the bipolar disorder? Like, is this baby going to be bipolar? Is baby A? Is baby B? Like, are they both? Like, or was that never even a thought on your mind? Because for you, you're like, physically, we need to like work on like what's going on inside of me. Yes, that one. Yeah. It honestly, yeah. it never, I'm shocked that it didn't, but it never even well, you're, occurred you, to me. Yeah. To you knew what was yeah. the most important part. You know what I mean? And I just wanted them and like, you know how to, and, well, and you know what? And you know how to fix and how to cure the bipolar disorder. It's not a full blown cure, but you know, the resources, that's something you yes. you've done the research on. You are, you're good to go on that. It's, it's the life exactly. stuff that's so hard. Exactly. Okay. So I made it to, so I'm at 28 weeks and, um, I'm like, fine. And then 28 and three, 28 and three oh. days, I start having these like, contractions that are there's just no differentiation between them right oh and i should say when i when they were like yeah we your cervix who do you need yeah um they they uh my ob was like i don't want to like disturb anything but i do just want to check real fast because i have a suspicion and she like checked and she was like you're one centimeter dilated that's just what it is we're gonna again just try to keep you pregnant as long as possible you're like cool just so you know (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Can Great. I get some food? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so 23 days, I start having this like just one continuous contraction. Oh. It was just the worst, the most insane pain. Like people say like, oh man, you just don't know the pain. You just don't. You yeah, just you just can't explain don't. it. Right, you right. can't. And the craziest part about contraction and contra- or contractions and contraction memory, I at this point in my life, I can't remember what they feel like. How I, interesting! So you, you almost your brain just, just erases you, it. You just blocked it out. Wow! Yeah. It's not just me. It's a it's an it's an evolutionary phenomenon. It's I think there would not be people would not have more kids if they 
remembered that feeling. Listen, I took a birthing class yesterday, okay, with Sturgis. Okay. And that's a whole other story. But there was a girl in there, and she, you know, was talking about how her grandma had 18 vaginal <gasps> births naturally. And I was like, this is... The first of all, the coolest thing that I'd ever heard in my entire life because I could not even wrap my head around it. But secondly, I was like, there is no way that that woman a is not a superhero and B like does not remember every single like she has to forget every single time because how 100%. could your body continually do that like it was anyways it was just a wild story to me and I would, and she was like yeah but I'm here to learn and I was like. Oh my God, honey, go ask your grandma. Like she's yeah. doing something right. <laughs> yes, uh, completely. That's that's wild. Yeah. I I can maybe do this. We'll see how this goes. I yeah. maybe do it one more time because I feel like I just like want to do over or something. You're like, let me see but, if I could try this again. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. So yeah. So I started having just like one continuous contraction, and my oh, this is at like 11 p.m. <sighs> and she comes back. And she was like, I'm checking you out. Um, yeah, you're nine centimeters dilated. Um, this is it. The babies this is are it. coming now. Yeah, right, right. And I, my, but my, still my water had not broken. And I was like, no, the, please, this is not time. They're not ready. They're yeah. just not, they're not ready. I'm not ready. This right. is not going to happen. Right. And she was like, buckle up. It's happening. It's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> so Strap I. Strap on. It's Disneyland. Yep. So I, I, I get to the, she, and she was like, they're both baby A and B, they're both vertex. They're like perfectly uh -huh. situated. So I was like, cause I was like, is it going to be a C-section? Right. And she was like, no, we can do vaginal. It could wow. like, you can just do this vaginally. Wow. And I was like, okay, I trust you. Okay, great. Right. And so, and I was like, then I don't want an epidural. And they were like, um, when it's twins, yeah. it's, I don't think it's like illegal, but like we highly, highly Right. Really, really recommend that you get an epidural just in case we have to have an emergency C-section because if you don't get an epidural and we do it to have a C-section, you have to get put under, like you have to have general anesthesia. Right. And that can be that really can be complicated. Really right. Big. Right. Yeah. So I got the epidural. I was terrified of it. I was so scared of it because they just like, it's a spinal tap. Like it's a, it's a crazy. It's the craziest it's thing that I've ever seen. Like that to me, I, I, I am doing everything I can not to get that because that to me terrifies me. Like there's something in there that's triggering me with that needle. And I'm just like, it's not for me. <laughs> It was so scary. It yeah. was on it. Yes. And like, yeah, no, no, like no shade to anyone who wants an no. epidural. No. And like, it's wild like, because you should go I for have it. friends that are like, oh no, I am casually going into the hospital, getting the epidural and having the baby. And I'm like, there is nothing that I could want less in my life than that needle mm -hmm. anywhere near me. Like, but you know, some people are just like totally fine with it. And I'm I, I more power to them. I wish I could be like totally. that. Good for you. Exactly. Yeah. Good for them. But I did have to do it. So <laughs> I did it. And thank God I did because yeah. I did have to have an emergency C-section. Yeah. Which is cool. So I... And I had this whole, you know, plan, like when I first thought I was pregnant, it was a singleton and it was totally a singleton. Yeah. I had this dream. I was like, it's going to be a home birth. It's going to be great. And then I found out it was twins and they were like, it's going to be in a hospital. And it's going so to be very like, different. Find... Yes. And so I was like, okay, it has to be a hospital where like, I want my whole birth experience to be like 
calm and like yeah. I don't want to be like in an operating room with these like fluorescent lights and like a million people around and like yep. these like sterile you know whatever yeah. and I got wheeled into my nightmare I got wheeled into this wow. operating room with fluorescent lights a million people and just like my feet in the stirrups it was the most clinical there was nothing uh, well and it just proves the point that we have no control over our uh, like what is going to happen in the future and like you just no have control. to put your faith in you know doctors in caretakers in yourself to know that instinctually like whatever is thrown at you you know we're not able to predict the future we're not able to control the future but like what can no. we do in that situation to make the best out of it and it was really difficult to try to to see how to make the best of it at the yeah. time and for weeks after and for months after and even like now weirdly i'm trying to still i'm still navigating what the silver lining of it all was yeah. or is and maybe i won't be able to see it for a little while um but uh but so i i got in there and she was like we can we're gonna do this vaginally here we go. Um, to, yeah, I said this. She was like, "You're nine centimeters." Okay, and so I was like, "Okay, great." And she was like, "Okay, here we here's the here we're on the ultrasound. Here, baby, baby A, here they come." And I pushed for like ten minutes, right? And they were out. Baby <gasps> A was like out in the world. Baby Hearing, A is hear such a badass. <laughs> I know it's so like they were like I'm ready here's yeah. my moment like ready for the and close-up ready like to star on the remake of the middle <laughs> <laughs> and i was truly like you're fucking crazy oh. you're a psycho what are you you're doing like, you're listen so cozy in there child yeah. go what? back inside <laughs> child go back so like my obi said they're both vertex so it's fine right. we can do right. vaginal they're both gonna be vaginal it's great yeah. baby a comes shooting a flying out uh, i hear <laughs> them cry my life changes was forever. it really like that moment where they literally like popped out and you're like whoa that is full speed is <laughs> yes yes it is it's really full speed baby b however oh. again for weeks and weeks my was favorite. in the perfect position <laughs> in one second was like are you fucking kidding me nope. i'm not coming out it's great in here and shoots up into my ribs like just shoots all the way up. The visual of that is unbelievable. You can't it's even so believe visceral. it. Yep. I know. It really is. And I turn It's superhuman. To the side. It's literally like a superhuman like uh, like I, I can't even imagine a, a critter can do that, you know? I know. A baby, like a tiny little baby has the instinct to like leap. Yeah. It's wild. So I turn and they're like, oh shit, they're, they're hiding. They're not yeah. going to come out. And I just see them kneading at my <sighs> stomach, like kneading, trying to get them out, trying to get them like to go down. And I see on the ultrasound that I'm like hooked up to, I just see like a, a baby, like a head thing. And then a human adult hand on the ultrasound oh trying God. to just grab them out. So then finally there was like, all I hear is like, um, like a sort of like, I mean, there are beeps all around, but then right. my OB like looks me in the eye and she's like, um, the baby's heart rate is dropping. Oh. We have to, this is not happening. Right. We we have right. to do a C-section. Right. 
are it's I think she was like, are you okay with this? But it wasn't really an are you okay with right. it? It was like, this is what's happening. And of course, I was like, okay, okay, great. That's, uh, that's what has to happen. So I have the C section. It's c-section is fucked up al you know what this <laughs> is like it's almost like this is like sweeps week like where they need the ratings to be super high on Grey's anatomy so they're like we're gonna have like <laughs> eden come in and do like a special guest appearance and it's gonna be this story and like no one's gonna even believe that it's real but we're gonna have to sell it um so we're gonna get a really yes. like seasoned actor <laughs> to come in here and sell this story <laughs> wow that's the greatest the greatest comparison i've heard to anyone who knows this like or it, anyone may, who knows this story it may even be an er moment with george clooney like george is the doctor and like looking at you with these eyes and yeah. you're like whatever you want dr clooney like <laughs> I mean, it really was like my OB was just like, like the were like, uh, you know, like the anime, like yeah, uh, like the sparkly eyes business, right, right, right. right I was right. just like, okay, and then I get I get cesareaned and my all my organs come out, and then the baby comes out, and then there are two babies, and here's where like all this mental health stuff sort of comes into like my postpartum experience, like it started the second the babies were out. Wow. And it was, it was like when people talk about uh, like, I know, and I've said this to you before, yeah. but when people talk about like, you know, when their kids are born, it's the happiest day of their life. Right. Um, it's not, or it was not for me. It right. was not, right. it was traumatic and stressful and horrifying. And even when they were out and they were alive and they were crying, it was like, they're not, supposed to be here like right. they're not they right. were so they were two and a half pounds and um and they were both the same size which is good right. right but I found that for weeks I starting like the day starting that night it was like 11 20 and 11 like 40 I was actually honestly I was like oh my god they're gonna be they're gonna have separate birthdays oh my gosh like those the, like, the, cool. like the twins like the those new year's twins that I'd read about a while yeah. ago that yeah yeah wow yeah. wow yeah yeah but baby B came out too soon because the c-section is really quick it's yeah. the it's the like sewing back up that takes a while right but um I just immediately was like I couldn't I like it was hard for me to sort of like I know before when I was pregnant, I could still find joy in some things. And I immediately was just unable to find joy in mm. anything. And mm. anyone because we told obviously like immediate family right. and I told my like best best friends that they were that they were here. And I found that anyone who experienced joy from it, I was just like, it was enraging. And I wanted yeah. nothing to do with them. Right. And yeah. it was like, I remember my in-laws sent this picture of them like they they experienced so much joy right and they course. sent this like picture of them like cheersing. cheersing yeah and i truly i was like kill yourself <laughs> yeah no literally like, <laughs> which, <laughs> like like which is so dark like it, and so that, but dark that's what, like played. and that's but that's the that's i think the honesty of of where your mind is and where your mind was excuse me yeah was you know because it yes, is yes. no longer in that darkness but i think yes. that that is the key to you know 
people not talking about that. I think people talk about postpartum, they talk about depression, but it's mostly, you know, from, from the research that I've done of, of the finding, you know, communities, Facebook groups, Reddits, it's mostly people who have never experienced mental health before. So like postpartum yeah. for them is just, it's such a shock, right? But for you, I mean, you're feeling exactly probably how you felt before you were medicated and you're just like, but I don't understand why this is happening again. Like I should be able to control this because I know how to control my emotions. So it's that, that, that loss of control. Simple as that. Yes. And it really is like, yeah, your hormones are just they take over any sort of like, you can be as medicated as you want. You can be, because I was at that point, I was, I, at, before I had therapy every other week, at that point, I was having therapy once a week. And then for the first few weeks, I was talking to my therapist like every few days. Right, right. Because it was like very touch and go. Yeah. Um, And it was, yeah, it was just, there was no, it was absolutely no joy. And I felt, and this is where like the, the guilt, you know, comes in, like you think, yeah. you know, one type of guilt. Right. And it was like, I was so, so felt so guilty and so ashamed and just like, so that I did not do my one job. Like right. my one job was just like, you were like, them this in. is, yeah, this is all I was supposed to do. You know, it was yeah. all I was supposed to do. Yeah. And so I found that also like the things that people said were like, again, like setting you off. Yeah. Yeah. Like God bless them. They're really, I will say like, they're really nice people, really, really sweet people. Um, I'm, I feel very lucky to have like, um, like it could be so much worse. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Really. They're, they're great. Um, and they were so helpful after like they got us food and stuff and, you know, did that. But I, Oh my God, the things that my father-in-law said were like, again, like I felt, I was like, kill yourself. (laughs) Why would you say this? And again, I want to emphasize like, please, nobody like, you're talking talking to people who have attempted things like, no, we are not saying this. It's just the point of like how, how the mind is working. But, but I have to be, I have to say like your honesty is, it's so brutally important because I think that people sugarcoat so much of the the stories behind you know pregnancy and how they feel you know pre during and post and I think that you know you're like how far can you go I know that I've written down things like when I'm in a in quote unquote manic state or hormonal state right I write things down in a journal and I was never a journaler person kind of thing. Right. And there's shit in there that I have read back when I'm in a sober state of mind, you know? Um, And I'm just like, Ooh, if someone sees this, like they're probably going to have me committed or, you know, and it's, and, and, you know, and I'm like, I don't, and it's this fear of like, are they going to take the babies away from me? Like, are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Right. Because you think your mind spins out like that when you should be totally okay to be able to feel things, write them down and then walk away from it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in a situation, which trust me, if I were in a situation where I needed to be locked up, I would 
be very open and honest because I think that's the first thing that I, I in my life where I'm like, oh, it's not about me anymore right now. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. not like life has changed and you feel the same way. It's like, oh, it's not about me. It's about these two like creatures that I brought into this world, you know, totally. and, but you should be allowed to feel the way that you feel and express the way that you feel without being shamed or judged or put down. And I feel nothing but shame 24 hours a day from people. Yes, yes, of course. Because there's also like, there's just, there continues to be such a shame culture with moms. There is nothing, yes. and we've come such a long way, but like there, there continues to be like, nothing a mom can do right there is no. whatever you do like you're damned if you do type of damned thing. if you do and damned if you don't and if you don't get the the certain high technology i remember i sat at a lunch with with three of my girlfriends and i love them more than anything in the world and it was so cute because it's a mom that has a baby one that's pregnant um and one, uh, one of my friends who does not have a baby and then me and they were all talking about all the technology and all the, you know, you need this thing and that thing. And they ordered this and they ordered that. And I was like, y'all, I don't have one thing, one <laughs> thing. And like, I'm not, and, and that, when I came home and I said to Sturgis and to my mom, and I was like, I've never felt more unprepared in my life. And I'm someone that is super type A neurotic. Like I need to have everything set up. And for the first time in my life, it was it, it it was like keeping up with the Joneses. Well, I guess that's not fair because it wasn't like keeping up with the Joneses, but it was just like I never felt more unprepared in my life. And I was like, what? what I'm just trying to stay alive right now. I'm trying to stay afloat yeah. because yeah. every day that I don't have an episode where I'm, you know, having a tantrum throwing my phone, crying, you know, like writing dark thoughts in a journal is a day that right. I'm like round of applause. This has nothing to do with baby. I love you, baby. I just am feeling these feelings because I'm unmedicated and I have a chemical imbalance, you know, and that's totally. where I'm kind of like starting at, you know? So I feel totally. like, you know, but, but I know every single mom that I've had conversations with and I know this because in this class that I'm taking, this birthing class, day one, they asked you to like say what your, you know, biggest, you know, fear is, right? And that they would put it into like a hypnosis for you kind of thing. Like it was really sweet. And everyone's like, oh, I just want to have like a peaceful birth. Oh, I want to be able to not do it with an epidural. I want to be able to breastfeed easily. And I like came unhinged in like a very inappropriate way where I was like, I just want to feel connected. I want to forgive myself for screaming and crying and saying that I hate me over and over because it has nothing to do with the baby and I don't want the baby to ever believe that. And I want yeah. to be able to forgive myself for feeling out of control. And I literally saw 10 couples and all the women were like, oh my God, I feel that way. Cause I was like, do you ever feel like out of control out of your body? And you're like, I don't know why I'm crying and why I hate my life because this is literally all I've planned for, for 30 some years. I've never felt more alone in my entire life. And so like, I can't even imagine what you went through in, you know, those months in the delivery process. And now even in your life, because what you experienced and the trauma that you went through with your, you know, birth and so forth, and just, it's, 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 it's scary. It's scary. It, 
It really is. And I'm people so, don't talk about it. People do not talk about it. People don't get talk about like giving birth, giving birth, period. Like they don't talk about it in a kind of a real sense. And they really don't talk about giving birth prematurely. Nobody really wants to go there because it's just pretty scary. Yeah. In the same way that, and I will say like, you know what, as as traumatic really, like I really experienced some PTSD from it as it was, it wasn't even worst case scenario. Like right, my babies right. were in the NICU for two months and it was, I hated it. it was, I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of babies that don't graduate from the NICU. Yep. There are a lot of babies that don't come home. There are a lot of people who have a, a really hard, who can't conceive, who yep. um, they have that kind of trauma. There are a lot of people who have a lot of miscarriages. Yep. And there are a lot of people who, because I will say this, it really expanded my, just like my capacity for compassion. Yeah. And um, there are a lot of people who experience the absolute nightmare that I don't let my brain go to of like having a stillbirth. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been so, so much, much worse. worse. Yeah. And I will say about just just about stillbirth, I that it, the same way like everyone's pain is unique. That is a pain that is so unique. No one right. should ever um Experience. pretend that they know it right. until right. until so it, you've or unless it, it happens to you. Right. It was kind of a version of you really don't know it unless you go through it in the way that like <laughs> so like the things of things that my father-in-law said were like again like not only just like ex like try to express like such joy about it right. when i was like it is not joyous fuck you it's not joyous this is not a joyous time yeah. they're not supposed to be here it's really scary um but like when one of the first days after he was like so do you miss being pregnant no and i was like oh my god Ian no I was like I, I responded said I really don't want to talk about being pregnant what I didn't say was and I kind of should have but I couldn't because I started yeah. like almost crying was like yeah I fucking miss being pregnant I would give my right arm to still be pregnant right, what kind right. of question is that right, right. just like you thoughtless man right right who, right, right again right. who's lovely <laughs> Who's lovely. Lovely, a lovely, lovely man. Um, and then, and he's like, oh, okay. And then later on in the day, he was like, um, he was like, so when you see them kick in real life, does it make you think of them kicking in the womb? What? And again, I, <laughs> I, I want to like, give him like an old school, like old timey, like, do you see him <laughs> kicking the womb? <laughs> that's what I, that's how it is in my imagination where I remember saying this stuff I'm obsessed. i have to remember like you know people don't have experience with like i guess people ask people who've given term birth sure. like do you miss being pregnant and it's not an insane question but like the way to relate to someone who's really gone through that trauma is not to pretend like you know anything no it's just to just to say and in any of these scenarios like miss anything regarding or like surrounding um, childbearing in any capacity is just to say, um, like, how can I support you in this time? Right. Just how can I, like, I, I love you. What do you need? Not like, just don't pretend to, if the person's, may, may, and then maybe there are people who give birth prematurely who don't feel the guilt and who don't, who aren't like, yeah, of course right. I miss being pregnant. And they're happy that their babies are here. I don't know any of them, but <laughs> maybe right. they, they are there. And that's fine. You can experience, you but can I share think the joy just with them. a general like rule is you should always just ask someone like, how can I best support you in this situation right now? 
with your exactly. experience because that's something that I've realized is, you know, I can't compare myself to other moms, to other pregnant women. I can't compare myself to, you know, anyone else in any other situation, whether it has to do with what my weight is, what my experience is, what products I have and what I don't have, you know, um, the fact I don't have a nursery, you know what I mean? Like, like certain things like that. Like you just, it's your own experience with a baby and you, yes. you can't copy it, you know, and you just have to mm -hmm. let it, let the ride, you know, flow. And I just, there's a sidebar. Let me tell you, Al, the secret of having babies, you don't need anything until they're like a year old. I know. It's amazing. Like, don't buy anything. <laughs> like clothing, the people will get you clothing. They yeah. grow out of it in six minutes. Yeah. Like toys. They, my, my, my baby's like biggest, my, like their favorite thing is like a string it's just like a string <laughs> i did in front of them like all of this all of these like cats it's all bullshit yes yes they are no they really are like my hair they really like my hair yeah you're like great take it yeah no but um, and you know i guess my question for you is what i have been trying to figure out is you know in my darkest stages i think we're at the first trimester like a couple weeks in uh, not the first trimester, sorry. The the beginning of the yeah, second I trimester was really, really, really hard for me to the point where I was like, oh, I don't deserve to live. Like, and I hadn't felt that way in a really long time. I never felt that like suicidal. Like I didn't feel suicidal. Like I was going to take my life. I didn't, I just didn't feel like I deserved to be on this planet. Like that's just where my yeah. life was. And I didn't, I, there was no action to be taken. There was none of that. It was just a feeling I was feeling that I needed to write down and I needed to, you know, process. And I would Google bipolar pregnancy, you know, all this stuff because beforehand I was told that UCLA had a special program that you would go to and you would go there if you were bipolar and have this conversation. Well, from the research that I've seen, yes, you can go in there during your second trimester or third trimester to meet with doctors who then like our psychiatrist have the conversation with you to monitor medicine, but it's not the community. And the, no, oh, I, I found two books, I think it was two books and two articles and two of the articles were very fascinating and interesting and I'll send to you and they were great because they were from this female the two female point of views who lived with bipolar disorder and were pregnant but one lived with bipolar number two right so that's completely different than ours you know it's, it's bipolar but it's very different and so I couldn't relate I couldn't understand so I went on a really deep dive and I found a reddit blog which everyone's like reddit is such bullshit it's all like you know smoke and mirrors and bullshit but there was this one particular blog from the point of view of boyfriends husbands the actual people that were going through it the pregnancy first trimester second trimester third trimester on medication off medication and people just sharing has anyone felt this way before and it was the only place there were maybe about five people that were communicating the only place that i had ever felt heard before and i thought how is this, how is this the only place in the world that I can have this conversation? It just does. It just doesn't make sense. Did you find some sort of community like with beyond even the bipolar and your own mental health, but, but with, you know, PTSD from, you know, the, the, the early birth and all of that? 
Honestly, no. I think that's I, I have a I have a little thread of um like I, I have this text thread with other NICU moms. Uh-huh. Um how did the, you find the, them? They were we were in the NICU together. Like we oh, were literally that's there. It's so together. wonderful that you were able to yeah. keep in contact. It's really it was one of the moms was really proactive, like, hey, let's exchange numbers. And another mom, she did that with other moms. And it was just like, that was really, especially because there are other twin moms. Right. That was a, there's so many levels of like different versions of community that you need. Yeah. That I, I specifically need. And these like anyone who's given birth prematurely, I would just, anyone's given birth prematurely yeah, who already has a predisposition for postpartum depression. Um, and I will say it lasted uh, a long time. It yeah. lasted longer than I thought. And I think I'm still sort of, I have these like weird moments of just like, yeah, feeling weirdly triggered. Um, but I did experience that. But I will say, like, yes, Reddit has the dregs of the internet. Like, it has just the worst of the worst. But the most information I ever got um, was from Reddit. Isn't that it interesting all... that you felt the same yeah. way too? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's because I've said this to people before where I'm like, yeah, you know, I found a little community in Reddit. And they're like, you know, you can't trust that because it's all lies and all this stuff. And I'm like... I don't want to hear it from you because I heard a story from a particular girl who was living with bipolar disorder that literally experienced the same feeling that I did. And I, I don't know if, if it could be lies, but if it's a lie, it's a really good lie. Totally. And it's kind of not because it's, I don't believe that it is because there it's exactly what you were talking about. There's like no forum for this no. and because reddit is just a public forum and people there are it's just for human beings any human beings which again include like the worst of the worst human beings it also just includes like average human beings who are looking for answers and there's and it's kind of beautiful that there's a subreddit for everything yeah and there's and so, so many questions yeah. of like yes you know we we talk about i i when i had to go in for the spe- the specialist not the specialist that you're talking about but another kind of specialist for the for for my human um you know i it was interesting because when i had to give a list of medication that i'm on they were like what kind of vitamins are you taking like they need to know everything you know and i was like oh yeah. i'm on i i used to be on lamictal that's old you know i'm not right now because you know you can't really be on it. They told me for my, in my particular situation, you know, from my psychiatrist told me this and he was like, Oh no, you can totally be on it. And I was like, yeah, no, that's what my, my OB said. So that's fine too. And then like two seconds later, he's like, Oh wait, no, this is something that I else that I think it is. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go back on it. Like if you don't have to. And I, he was like, but I'd have to do some more research. And I'm like, this is crazy that I'm literally at the top like hospital in the world. And this is like a specialist that's dealing with something and like they're like they don't even 100% know so they have to do the research and it's just like it just proves a point of like no one knows fucking anything and like like my friend (laughs) what do you do (laughs) my friend was like she was like um the thing about pregnancy and science around pregnancy is that it's fake science yeah it's fake science it's totally fake science I swear to god nobody knows anything because then you read something and then I'm like oh I'm a tea drinker right I like live for my iced tea so like that's been my biggest problem is I've had to gone for gone for from like my tropical passion black iced tea now I only do green and only a certain amount a day you know but I like wanted this really beautiful like organic tea that I had read about and it was like when I googled it they're like this kills fetuses immediately or something and I'm like what do you mean like how can you be sure of that 
Like, how do you yeah. know when they don't know about this, like, a seizure medicine? Like, I don't understand. No. No, no, no. There's so many questions, you know. What is something that you would, what kind of advice or something that, that you experience that you would like to tell other mothers out there? And my final question is, what is your emotional support? Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, you know, first and foremost, if uh, when you do have your baby, don't wear any clothes that you don't feel comfortable getting all of the vomit and shit <laughs> on literal just like poop all over you yes um but that's you know i feel like pretty standard advice um but i would say um yeah if you have any experience of um lack of joy it's it's just it's okay i feel like there's a lot of a lot of pressure in the same way that like there's a lot of pressure to be bonded with your baby. Yeah. I feel really lucky that I there was no part of me that didn't want to that didn't like love my babies and want to like be around them, almost to the point of the like when I wasn't around them because because I live far away from the NICU, I give birth in Santa Monica, and oh, then I had so we yeah. to drive. I spent like three hours in the car every day for um for two months. When I wasn't around them, I felt just horrible it was kind of the feeling that you described of I didn't feel like I deserved I didn't feel like I deserved to live at all right. and the only thing keeping me there was um was like well what are they gonna do without my breast milk yeah <laughs> like what are they it's gonna do simple. without it yeah. and so I was like so thank god I had that sort of responsibility to do that because and I because I, I still feel like I just committed the worst crime and so I I don't deserve to be here I don't want to like kill myself no. i just want to not exist anymore yeah i want to not be here you just want to disappear um, i get that feeling yeah and so i think if you are not deriving tons of joy from your babies again because also have babies before they're three months old it is a thankless job yeah. people are like babies like a savor it when they're small no, it's horrible. They are a sack of potatoes. They are so not interesting. They have no interest. <laughs> they they don't smile at you. They just poop and they cry and they and it's and you're uh, you're so sleep deprived. Especially with twins, there's oh my, no I can't even imagine escaping a baby. <laughs> yeah, um, but again, if you so if you're not if you don't find joy in things and and a joy from your babies it's just oh god it's okay it's right. okay right you will you probably will right and again if you don't talk to someone yeah. talk to someone say i'm not it's okay that you're not experiencing joy from it yeah. it's not always joyful yeah it's don't not and shamed. it's not even like yes don't be ashamed and it's not even like oh it's hard but i still you know i still love them it's like maybe in that moment you actually feel like you maybe don't love them yeah because That's they're because okay. it's it's really hard. I felt a lot of that from, yeah, again, from just various yeah. grandparents feeling they're like, oh, it's so joyous. And every time someone had any sort of happiness around this, I just felt worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and I felt a lot of shame that like I didn't feel the same joy. Right. And then I felt ashamed for having the thoughts of like, never see me again, like kill yourself. Right. Right. Um, which so, um, and again, I feel so bad saying like like trigger trigger one. I'm sorry if no, that triggers anybody. You, I, I really I we I got bad. you. But it's kind of kind of cliched. or just like it's all okay. But really, I feel like the joy thing of is just like 
Yeah. And, and it also, you see, and that's the main thing. Don't worry about wanting them to now that they're um, about, so everything with their premature goes off their corrected age. They came three months early. So even though they're, al- they're alive ages, like about six months, they're three months now. Yay. They're like developmentally three months, which is great. But so now they're finally, they're like laughing and they're like, they're cooing and they're being more interesting. But I do not miss those first three months at all. No. When people say savor it when they're small. No. Fuck that. Just <laughs> fuck that. It's and not good. Should it's I make good. the assumption that they're your emotional support at this point? <laughs> They kind of are <laughs> not in a codependent way. Like no. I'm not looking for them for, but you know what? When I think about, again, when I still have thoughts of like, I really don't want to be here. I don't deserve to be here. I fucked up for you. I fucked up for everyone. It, it is, it's so cliche seeing their little faces is just, I love them so much. And they're like, of course you love your kids or like, you know, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. love your kids, it's like, of course, but I don't know how to explain just the, the, uh, the joy. The, the joy. I'm finally feeling some joy feeling about joy. it. And you know what? And, and Nick. Yeah. And my husband. He's really supportive. He's the best. He's pretty great. Eden, yeah, I but, love yeah, you so much. I cannot thank you for sharing this like special moment in my life because you've shared so many special moments in my life. And so this is just the perfect, you know, beginning to the next chapter um, of, of my life. So... <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I love you so much.